Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentleman that sponsored this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey. Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches. Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you are all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear yeah I know I don't think we need any more corn references to start off a show anyway this is episode 46 of the holy puck podcast I am John with me as always is Cam we are the best in the hockey business in terms of your news your views and particularly your abuse What's happening, Cam? Uh, I'm having I'm having a dad day. My my wife and the kids are staying with the in-laws. I'm, I'm home alone. Ah, uh, yes. Quite the revelation. Otherwise known as beating it and walking around in the undies. We all know. No, how this is how I've confirmed I'm an adult. Like ten years ago, this place would already look like a war zone. But I'm like, oh, should fold some washing and clean your kit and just just leave things nice and neat for the fam when they get home tomorrow. But well, I tell you what, dad. I did treat myself though. Definitely got a KFC big box for dinner. Worth it. I had the stacked burger. I had some fries. I had some extra chicken. I had some potatoes and gravy and a little bit of Mountain Dew. Yeah, you should defos. Uh, you should have got more slaw because everyone needs more slaw. Like, no, I wanted to save some room for snacks afterwards because I watched Major League One before you called. Wow. And then when you and then when you go. <laughs> I'm going to watch Major League 2. Wow. I don't know if anyone... I don't know if we need that much Charlie Sheen and racist... Yeah, ref, look. And racist 90s references in one evening. That's a lot. Look, Major League 2 is definitely shit. You know what I'm actually <laughs> going to do? I'm still... We're, we're still yet to get a release date for Goon 2 and no one's giving me any information. I might go hunting for a stream or something. It won't be that hard. I don't think it's going to be that hard. Sean William Scott, like we we want to we want to watch your movie. Like, yeah, we yeah. want to pay Help cash money up, to man. see your movie, yeah, and no we, one is enabling us to do so. We will. We may even we may even put out an event. Like how crazy, I know, right? I've already I've already put a cinema on hold for when it does get a release. I said I will buy the theaters worth of tickets and then on sell the tickets to hockey loving pals such as yourself, and that way we can all fill the theater and it can just be a good collection of people watching the films and I won't have to put up with any fuckheads blowing my vibe at my movie. Cam, perhaps we could do a Holy Puck friends and family event. Wow. Really hard because don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and aside from my six-year-old son, don't have any uh, family <laughs> that what else gives a fuck. Other, so literally it'd just be you and me and your son screaming at the, t- at the, at the, at the screen. Which, to be fair, <laughs> we've done before. So well, and and it definitely seems like an appropriate film for a six-year-old as well. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's I tell you honest. what else isn't an appropriate film. Have you watched the trailer for the new It movie yet? Oh man, that looks fucking terrifying. Are you kidding me? My oh, God! Oh, I'm like, yeah, I needed flashbacks from the fucking me? early '90s. Like that. That uh, the original was just. My God, they've done such a good job. I'm like, well, I'm the definitely only, not it's the only it. movie that's legitimately ever scared me because I was too young when I saw it. I saw it when I was 11. Yeah, that's it too was young. a friend's sleepover party. And older brothers, like, yo, I got you guys this movie, and I watched it, and I wished I hadn't because that was way too much to unpack as an 11 year old. 
and I never got over it. And I watched the new trailer, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why things should stay in the fucking cupboard, and it is definitely up there. How, oh how, as we're talking about it, I've just walked to my back door and locked it because it freaked me out. Yeah, nah, that's super valid because it's fucking weird, man. Super, I'm gonna go super turn weird. The, I'm going to have to go turn the back light on as well so I can see the back garden. No clown's going to get me tonight. <laughs> yeah, not today, fictional clowns. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Pennywise, son <laughs> of a bitch. Yeah, not today. Oh, my God. Anyway, Ugh. this is not this is not a film-related podcast. This is a hockey-related podcast. I know we usually talk shit for, like, we wax lyrical on all things non-related hockey, but wow, what a big week it's been. Uh, the Caps locked in the President's Trophy, so that means we're fucked. The Bees locked in a, a playoff spot. Holy shit. Torts is not going to win the Jack Adams, but wow. No, it's, it's all, all, about it's all over for him. There's no way he's winning the Jack Adams. It's, no. it's the least clinch which they will in their next one or two games. Yep. That's, surely that stitched it up for Babcock. Because surely. I tell you what, everybody else needs, and okay, that's not fair, not everybody. <laughs> I've unfollowed a number of hockey outlets this week and a number of other hockey podcasts because I didn't think I was listening to the Toronto Maple Leafs nuts are currently in my mouth hockey hour. I thought I was listening to... Hockey Wrong. Central, all the hockey news. <laughs> all anyone wants to do is go, oh my God, Babs, we love you. We love the taste of your salty nuts on our Everyone lips. Everyone is blowing smoke up the ass of the Leafs right now. It's everyone and anyone. All these closet fans who have been quasi-watching watching hockey for a couple of years are all swooping in because they can feel something great's going to happen. Um, oh, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked the Leafs are doing well. No, it's a great story, before, right? Who, the I mean, league is a better place when the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing good hockey. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, great it's, for it's parody. Good, it's good for the sport. Good. But Everything's good. I don't but, need to listen to 47 and a half minutes every podcast of somebody uh, going, hey, let's talk about Toronto a little bit more. Uh, no, let's not. There's nothing worse than Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs circle jerking. Like, circle jerking in itself sucks, but... Fuck, like Toronto Maple Leafs fans circle jerking about what it is to be a Leafs fan and how the Leafs are so good and they're going all like fuck off. Who's got the time? Um, but do you know? Do you know who my favorite fan base is though? Who? Well, Washington Capitals fans because you guys, John, you guys won your Stanley Cup today. You won your third President's Trophy. Yeah, I know. We've got it, man. And uh, so you, now you've, all you've done the, it. And all the players you're not going to win the cup. Like that's yeah. that's your thing. All the players will stop giving a fuck right now. So we're going to definitely lose um, our last two games. Uh, which I mean, the next one's against Boston. So lol. Um, that's definitely we're definitely going to lose that game. Um, and it, we're, we're basically fucked. So we've given up. There's there's nothing. It's all done. We're all. It's all downhill from here, you know. As new. You know, you know what my favorite thing about today was though is that I actually committed in writing, saying, "Oh, yeah, I think the Capitals can win it this year, just to further jinx you." Yeah, I know what you were doing, and in that chat, fucking you, you fucking sandbagging son of a bitch. Paul Lukey didn't even know it fucking hit him, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Fuck off, Cam!" Like, don't even fucking think about it. I know what you're. I know your game. You fuck stick. I know what's happening. And I'm still upset, by the way. You know what? No one's a bigger Washington Capitals fan than me right now. Can fuck I borrow off. one of the oh Because I think, I think if I'm on board and I'm putting my good vibes behind the team, you can't possibly lose this year. Oh, my God. Find the sloppiest stick you can find and suck me off. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Side note, by the way. I just put a little bit of almond milk in my tea. Excellent time. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Hey, do you want to talk about some quick and not so uh, shit hockey here? Would you yeah, like to? I would love to. Well, I mean, we've got a few. There's a well, whole page like, of them. I, I would love to in general, but the first one brings me no joy because it was announced today that uh, Kyle Koso has been admitted to an intensive care unit as he deals with a, a yet-to-be-announced illness. Um, anybody who watches your, your Road to the Winter Classics and your behind-the-scenes uh, hockey docos, what was the one he was on? Was it NHL 24-7? Yep. Around, yeah, where it was leading into the birth of he and his wife's first child. So, yep. you know, you got Huge to know legend. him a little bit more than your average player and he seems like a great dude and... Apparently, he's really unwell and he's in intensive care. And uh, best wishes to he and his family. I hope he pulls through. Oh, me too, man. Because, I mean, we all like we all like huge Kyle Oposo. What an absolute legend. Speaking of legends, though, my God, your uh-huh. boy Brad Marchand has been added again. I don't want to add... I don't want to add anything to this other than lol. And, I mean, he obviously did it because he wanted the, like, the next couple of days off. Let's be honest. So do you think he was getting cut and he's gone right... We're going to win today. I can feel it in my bones. I'm doing something stupid because I'm pretty much done with... I reckon he's just done with the first half of April. And he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and sit in a jacuzzi for like the next couple (laughs) weeks. He's like, look, I'm not going to win the heart from where I am now. I've made my point. I'm a great player. I want four more days off before the playoffs. See Jake Cochin and his nuts. I'm going to try and beat his nuts with my stick all the way back up. Through his bum hole all the way into his mouth. Yeah, he essentially tried to make them come out of his mouth and or ears. I mean, I what I am, sidebar to this though, I'm fucking tired of every single fan in the world screaming, Oh, look at this, Pens fans. Fuck off. Like I'm I'm so done with that whole conversation. I don't want to talk about it anymore, it only makes me mad. But holy well, John, shit. It, it may please you to know, I actually removed myself from a rather popular group page today because I am so tired of whinging people going, Marshan sucks. So does Crosby. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They both do silly things. Let's move on and talk about other shit. Can't do it. You're incapable of talking about other shit. I'm going to delete myself from this and go and do something better with my time. Oh, Cam. Well, you know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a rage quit moment. I've I've said it out loud, so I'm going to have to do it. So I'm giving it at least one week because let's be honest, that's as long as it'll take. Do you know what was really interesting about Marshan Spear, though, is that in our interview last week with JFK, mm-hmm. he made a point of saying the player I like the least is Brad Marshan because he's such an elite player and he continues to do dumb shit. Yeah. And then he goes and does this. I'm like, wow, JFK is a visionary. It's like you can see it. Go, oh, wow. Maybe, J- maybe JFK is Neo and he's actually like, this is some Matrix shit. Yeah, yeah, man. He's. I feel like he's probably more like the Oracle. Like, you Ooh, know what I, mean? I like that. He's like he he is the is the there is no spoon. You know what I mean? He's the as soon as you realize <laughs> there, there, there is, is no, no spoon. spoon as soon as you realize there is no testicles, then you're fine. <laughs> I wonder if we can copyright that as a tagline. There, there is, is no, no spoon, there's just a spear. There's just a spear. You know, then like asterisk, there is no testicles. Ugh. And I'm just I'm just googling that now to see where we're at. Yep, no one said there's no spoon. There's just a spear. That's mine. Copyright Holy Park 2017. Thank Done. you. Done. Speaking of things that are all, all things that are fucked, the Pens are currently riddled with injuries as they've been all season. Chris Letang has been ruled out for four to six months. Holy hell! As he uh, gets surgery to address his herniated disc. Wow. Can things get more fucked up in Pittsburgh, Cam? 
I don't think they can. And I really feel for Chris Lacane because he's now becoming one of those dudes who's an elite all-world player who is becoming... His injuries are becoming problematic. Like, you can't make it through a regular season now without a significant injury. Um, you know, obviously, it affects, uh, you know, a team's willingness to re-sign him moving forward. It's obviously going to have an effect on his personal life and his health. Um, you know, it's going to affect his ability to represent his country if and when those opportunities come along. It's it's an unfortunate situation because, like, 98% of people involved in hockey, he seems like a really good dude. Yeah, man. He is... Uh, now typecast as injured guy. Um, and I mean, I feel like it's really crap for him. Like he's actually an exceptional player and seeing someone out consistently is only bad for the league as well. Like it's, you can't have yeah. the leagues like best defenseman. And I mean, he's unequivocally one of the best defensemen in the league, like consistently out with this many injuries. Like it's, it's it, show, it goes to show like we're playing at this level, like what the toll is. Um, and the human effect of that. So it's sad to see, and hopefully he gets gets better and he doesn't have any injuries next season. Well, here's how you know he's an injured guy. I never touched him in fantasy. And I know you did, and you spent most of the season trying to offload him. Yeah, and it didn't work. And so, I, I mean, I picked up too many injured dudes this year. That's why I got double mitt fist fucked. fucked well, but, and, and also you're completely rubbish. There is that. There is that. I am terrible at fantasy hockey. Well, I did win a couple. Um, anyway. Yeah, but that didn't count because it's before, you know, like, it's before the league started to bulk out and people who actually knew what they you know, were doing joined in. Prior to that, it was your friend Mud. Yeah, and and it was an eight-man, which is easy mode. Yeah. Hey, you see the Panthers have announced that our interim head coach, Tom Rowe, won't be back next season. Now, I would like to think that this is just because the Panthers are missing the playoffs, but did you see that a fan chartered a light aircraft over Florida with a banner that said, don't bring Tom Rowe back? And to be fair, in Florida, it would have been very cheap because, let's be honest, there's nothing else happening in Florida. I just assume someone smoked a bunch of meth, stole a plane and did it themselves. Is that yeah. not the case? I, I, I assume that. I mean, if I was to think of anything, that would be it. So it means there's obviously at the end of the year, there's going to be lots of, um, lots of coaches on the move. It's going to be great. I'm still hanging to see what Vegas do with their coaching lineup and who they're going to pick. Obviously, there's lots of dudes who are still... Um, coming very close to the end of their contracts, and I think the the off season is going to be interesting in the as as, as as much as for the players, but for the front office as well. I'm super super stoked. I still think it's going to be Ken Hitchcock because JMGM has made a point of saying we need a coach who can you know help the team adjust to help the team adjust to you know the life as a new fledgling club because there's going to be some losses, there's going to be some lean years, and I think if anyone's lo- uh, used to underperforming and losing. That's Ken Hitchcock. It's a natural fit. Yeah, well, I mean, um, Bruce Boudreaux's already locked down, so he's the next logical pick. Oh, old saucy pants. Yeah, 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 saucy. Hey, um, good oh. news. Jumbo Joe hurt his knee quite badly early this week. However, the big man has announced he's a lock for the start of the playoffs. That durable giant son of a bitch. Yeah, man, it's all about the beard. It seems like dudes who have beards are a little bit more injury resistant. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, I, I've got a beard and I'm pretty red hot, so that's probably a thing. Ten out of ten haircut, man. So that's what it is. Oh, you see, so am I kind of like Samson? All my strength comes from my glorious hair. Your glorious hair, my god. Anyway, so yeah, did, did did we already mention that the bees clinched today and we're back in the playoffs after after uh, you know this, this could have been the third year in a row we missed out, which would have been very upsetting. Yeah, no, I'm stoked you guys made it. I'm I'm really happy. I think you guys can mess some dudes up. Um, I'm really hoping that the Caps can meet you in the second round. Like that would be 
like really really good um who knows who knows what's gonna happen who knows? i think it's, it's gonna be fucking messed up uh post well look this I, year. I, I don't want to get too far into talking about playoff predictions tonight because we're in a glorious position where we're recording next tuesday night which means it'll legitimately be the night before the playoffs commence so we can yeah. drop a very last minute up-to-date playoff preview however i will say based on current standings it is what if it is. Boston can make its way to Ottawa, Ottawa and Montreal, we could play Washington. Which would be great. Um, I, would, I would very much enjoy that. If we see you in the conference finals, I would be very, very happy. My God. Honest, honest question. Like, remove the fact that you don't like me as a person and therefore subsequently you don't respect my choice of hockey team. Yep. Do you think, do you think Boston can beat Ottawa? Uh, yes. I think they uh, have... I don't know. I feel like they've won. They they're in by default, and they're in by the skin of their teeth. And having looked at them very closely today, because um, we had the option of playing either them or the Leafs, I'm more worried about playing the Leafs than I am the Sens now. Having reviewed them and their player, I guess stock for the last few months, I think that they've got too many dudes who are coming off too many long-term injuries to be a real threat. And I think the Bees could probably fuck them up, and then. If either way, I think you'll have a challenge in the Habs and the Rangers, who are looking both hitting their stride at this point in the season. So I'm not saying it's locked, but I'm saying you, I think you, you've got hard, harder competition ahead of you if you get through them. I think the Habs have got the Rangers number. Okay, here's a secondary question then: What's more likely to happen? Boston plays Montreal in the second round of the playoffs, and everyone gets the storyline they wanted, which is obviously Boston fired Cloud Julian. Yep. Montreal hired him. Well, that's, that's what everyone wants, right? What happens? Do the Bruins win and Montreal burns itself to the ground, a la Vancouver 2011? <laughs> or do Montreal win and Boston loses its mind and sets fire to the entire east coast of North America? Ooh. I feel like there would be riots just everywhere in Massachusetts and we'd be left with some sort of funky, like, fallout situation where it'd be like a fucking war zone for, like, at least three days. Be like Katrina hitting, but it's just angry hockey fans. I would tell you what, if Boston did meet Montreal in the second round and beat them, I'd probably lash out on a Habs jersey just so I can set fire to it and do some kind of war dance in my back garden and film it for our website. Oh, we can grey market it. It'll only be 25 bucks. We can do this. Not a problem. Yeah, I mean, look, if we're setting fire to it, we probably shouldn't lash out on an authentic one, should we? Uh, no, we should definitely not be spending $350 on a CCM jersey, my man. It's probably yeah. It's probably not worth it. You know what I'm saying, John. Let, let me start by saying, great call. Yeah, great call. Obviously, I bought a few grey markets in my time. Uh, I too am no stranger to the illegal jersey market. But... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> straight out of China, my man. Straight out of China. Hey, you, we, we we do have some better news though. Sixteen months is how long Clark MacArthur has been sidelined with lingering concussion issues, but not anymore. He's back. He's finally back. He's back. He's returned for the Senators. He played his first game against the Wings. He notched nearly 10 minutes of ice time. Boy's got the W2-zip. That's a really good story. Now, look, Clark McCarthy is not setting the world on fire. He's not an all-star, but he is still a very solid hockey player. And if you've been tracking his uh, his sidelining, for lack of a better term, you'll know it, it's a pretty grim place to be. 16 months is a long time away from your, you know, from your guys, from, from your club environment and the day-to-day manner that you're used to. And, from everything we've read and seen on concussions, it can be a very lonely existence, essentially sitting in the dark and, you know, not further agitating your symptoms. So I am stoked that he's back, as I'm sure you are. Well, I, I think big ups and full credit to the Senators 
organization for, for following through and giving him a spot back and staying sticking with him. 16 months is a long time um, in any professional sport and keeping his roster spot and dropping him back in as soon as he was healthy is huge. I think I'm, I'm super proud of them um, for, for following through. I reckon that's unreal. You're proud of him. Well, I'm sure that means a lot to him. I'm sure he's probably going to take the comments and stick them on his fucking refrigerator. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the Ottawa Senators don't give two fucks about what I think. <laughs> Look, that's that's not true. They actually called me the other day. They're like, hey, Cam, it's the Sens. What's up? Yeah. Because even though we're individuals, we refer to ourselves as the, the Sens. Senators. Kind, yeah. of like ne- kind of so, like Negan in The Walking Dead. We are all Negan. Everyone um, is. And, and they were happy. They were happy yeah. that you, like, you, you're oh, proud hey, of him. And, do you have you know, any idea what said, John well, thinks of the team right thanks, now? How's this how's Thanks this for the play? participation ribbon you put in like, the mail. Yeah, um, oh, hey, coming. hey, we couldn't we couldn't get John on the phone. Do you have a minute to talk? <laughs> like, yeah, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've been trying to call John. His line's tangled. He must be really popular. Yeah, yeah. Any chance you've got a minute to give us some thoughts on what he reckons of the organization at large? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Was your, was your response, Eugene Melnick is a putt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang up immediately. Fuck you, Senators. Oh, God. Oh. Take the next point. I'm too dusty. I'm too dusty to talk about it. All right. So, lovely. hopefully, ho- speaking of good news, we could have almost made this into the good news section. It almost, it's very, you know what? It's very close, too. Anyway, Zach Parise was out on the ice for warm ups early this week, um, rocking JP Parise. That's uh, Jean Paul. Uh, Parise, his gloves and helmet with the old school throwback. What are you doing? And my God, it was a sad moment for all, but also a good moment and, uh, and, and warmed us to the cockles of our heart, Cam. And, well, I tell and you they're, what, they're, seeing like those North Stars uniforms back in play, even just for warm-ups, was fucking unreal because I love those jerseys. Oh, man. I have to say my favorite jersey at the minute is the BJ's alternate cream with the the dark blue, like with the cannon on it, that is probably the best one that's out there right now. Oh, you'll be pleased to know one of the dudes who I play with in our social league was rocking the old um, BJ's jersey for a scrimmage game the other day. Really? What an absolute yeah. legend. You should definitely tap him on his anus next time. Well, and he called me Phil Kessel because I've got a beard and a Phil Kessel tattoo and just kept trying to cherry pick goals. He's like, hey, on you, Phil. That was cool. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely sounds like you. That sounds like something I would do. Yep, definitely. That sounds like something I would do. Hey, um, the IIHF Women's World Tourney is going a treat. And I tell you what, the USA team set to face up against Germany in the semis. We're being powered by ridiculous goaltending and the Canadians are meeting Finland. I'm willing to bet that USA Hockey is glad they ponied up to Hillary Knight and co because they look fucking awesome. Yeah, that's... I'm- I'm I'm a little stoked. I'm happy that it, it, I feel like the result was good there. Everyone got to play and everyone had a grand time. It's good. Did you see that photo I put up the other night? Of I think it was Hillary Knight might have been in it and Amanda Kessel, and it was just the you know the pregame focus, sitting there with the headphones in. I don't think I've ever seen a human being looking so locked in to do something. Those women are fucking sick. I was gonna say close. Probably me this morning taking a poo. I was actually going to tease you and say, I reckon I've seen you eyeing off the turnoff for a KFC drive-thru like that before, but that would be the only thing that comes close. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've eyed off a few KFC drive-thrus in my time, Cam. More than a few. Well, look at look at your rig. It took more than one trip to the drive <laughs> to achieve that view. I know, right? It's, it's body by KFC and chicken nuggets. Oh, oh, bodies, by, bodies by Colonel. Oh, my body God. Bodies by Colonel. Worth it. Anyway, he did... 
Here's some good news coming at you. Brian Bickle is healthy and he has been recalled from the AHL five months after being diagnosed with MS. Whoa, this... That is that is wild. This hey. is like, crazy. This is a, this is a, this is a life-altering illness and he's a dude that's just gone, fuck that noise, I'm a hockey player and I'm going to find a way to continue doing that. Yeah, man. Like, I'm bedridden with the squirts three to five days a week, so him actually ponying up and going for it while being... Having a very serious illness is all time. Um, here's a call, though. I was talking to Ben very closely about this today, obviously, because he's a Canes fan. He reckons that they'll let him play out the season and he will retire at the end of the year. Oh, and look, we suspected that was something that would probably be the case. The Hurricanes are obviously eliminated from playoff contention. Um, you know, get him in, let him see out the season, and then he'll retire on his own terms. I, I think we all know that's where it's heading, but... What I think the story. fact that they even let it get to that point is pretty good, so kudos to all involved. Yeah, man, what an absolute story. Like, this is an absolute tearjerker, and I'm definitely going to at least tune into the back, the back half of a, of a couple of games yeah. just to see how it's going. The only, like, thing that, the only thing that would have been better is if the boys could have got him a win in his game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, come on. That's, that's a little too far. That's a bridge too yeah. far. It's way too far, in fact. Oh I feel God. like the boys could have gone a little harder, and they didn't. Did you, do you, are you suggesting that perhaps the boys were dogged that day? Uh, look, I'm not going to say they intentionally dogged them. I'm just, you know, I mean, look, I'm sure this isn't news for Carolina fans. I was disappointed. I'm sure you guys are used to disappointment. <laughs> I'd say it's par for the course being a Carolina Hurricanes fan in that right. Carolina, Carolina fans reside in a factory of sadness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you suggest it's an ocean of emotion and all the emotions are bad? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a confusing situation because they've got a lot of good players and it's just... They're up and comers or something to be excited they about. They some legitimately good hockey and they must look up and see those stands and go, oh, we'd be good if more people gave a fuck. It's like, there's literally three people here and that's not including our family. Sick. Yeah, it's and like, it's not it's a like whole hockey Pee-wee can't again. work in the southern areas thing because no, you see Nash- Nashville announced this week that for the first time ever, they sold out all 41 home games. Yeah, man. It totally works. Like, even, like, the stars still yeah, get was... heaps of dudes to the... Like, even though they're dog shit this year, people still show up. It is, it is yeah, what it dude. is. But the thing that the stars have going for them, too, though, is that when they first migrated down there and left Minnesota, they were a good team off the bat. Like, there wasn't an adjustment period of being crap and getting good. Like, they were immediately good. Yeah, so they were kind of able issue. to build up this like lifelong ingrained fan base to start with, whereas a lot of the other expansion clubs have had to earn it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's always an uphill battle when you suck from the start. Like it just is what it is. Like look at the Coyotes. Like it's, case it's just, point. It's just case weird though because you always forget that the Hurricanes have won a cup. Yeah, but they won a cup in that in that period where everyone else was dog shit. Like there was. But there was, it's, just, it's just weird though. Like the Sharks don't have a cup. The Caps yeah. don't have a cup. No. The Blues don't have a cup. Like, there's all these really good teams who've been really good teams for a long time that don't have a cup. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the Hurricanes have a cup. Weird. Well, let me, let me give you this. Like, the Devils have, like, two cups. <sighs> yes, I think you'll find them maybe a little more. I think yeah, it's, maybe interesting. three? Swings and roundabouts, my friend. Swings and Swings roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. It's crazy. This is crazy mix-up world of ours. When the Devils now, look, can have a number of cups look, and yet be so bad. We obviously have a very big hullabaloo to discuss this week. Oh and God. anyone with even a passing interest in hockey knows where this is going. We said we weren't going to deep dive on all things Olympic too much. But you know what? No, Can't I'm keep in. my mouth shut. No, Can't I'm do in. It. Cam, I'm in because I'm cut 
And I'm more cut on behalf of everyone involved, to be honest. Anyway, for those of you who have missed it, and I don't know how, um, this this week the NHL came out and said that their players will not be attending the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. Why? My God, Batman, what are you doing? Well, look, I'm going to... And this could be quite a good debate between you and I because we had a little bit of a chat offline. Yeah, we have some differing opinions, and, and that's good. There are some differing opinions. Yeah, you're you're in a hurry. You're in a big hurry to throw the NHL under the bus, whereas I'm... Look, I'm, I'm what you would call more of a military strategist, John. So <laughs> while whilst you want to run in head first, um, screaming at the enemy with your bayonet drawn and attack it that way, I'm more inclined to pull back a little bit. I'm going to watch my infantry do their thing. I'm going to assess each of my enemies a little bit, and then I'm going to make my decision. Uh, I'm not, see, I'm more of a... I'm going to swing my arms like this, and if you get hit, it's your own fault. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, you're, you're doing the Lisa Simpson attack. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, the patented Lisa Simpson. But anyway, um, for those of you... We'll run through real quick the... I guess... The, I guess there's three major players here, and, and that's that's the IOC, the NHL, and then obviously the, the NHL Players Association. Uh, all th- they're the three and, they're the three pillars uh, to yeah, which, and, to and, which and, we're going to And I think we can our... make it a little more dramatic than that. So if we set this whole debacle up as some kind of theatrical production, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So these, so you, and you've got your three main roles. You've got the IOC. They're obviously playing the villain, the mob boss, the international crime lord, if you will. I think the hat fits, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of the evil, like, obvious bribe-taking, um, give-no-fucks. That's, that's what they do. They, they, they are the evil guy. They're, they're, they're obviously... They're the final boss of the video game. That's, that's who they are. They're, they're, the, they're the villain. Oh, my God. How did I not work this out earlier? I'm about to blow your mind. All right, so the IOC, if they're the villain, the mob boss, the overall crime lord, yeah, they're the main bad guy from, from The Mask. As in the Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. You know the bad guy who like tries to play golf on his like enemies' faces. Do They're I? That guy, because that means the NHL, who are the the bumbling street level criminal who desperately wants to make it big time but lacks the intelligence lacks and the intelligence vision to pull to it so. off. That's, that's right. the dude with the ponytail who's trying to rise up the criminal ranks, right? Yeah, yeah. So any fat dude with a ponytail and a leather jacket. Yep. Correct. And then the NHL PA, they're the hopeful idealist, A.E. Stanley. I.e. the mask. Yes. He wants to do. He wants to do right by people. He wants to help people, but ultimately, too much of an idealist, a little naive, and a little short-sighted. So when push comes to shove, shit inevitably goes wrong. He'll get there in the end. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to jeopardize the girl, and he's going to jeopardize his best friend, and he's going to jeopardize the public, and that's the NHLPA. Yeah, man. Because it's because of those ideas, man. Someone's going to put the kibosh on those because it's, it's, it's idealistic communist thinking. We can't have that here, man. Even though, I guess, South Korea is kind of socialist. But anyway, we can't have that here. <laughs> I was going to say, did you just introduce communism and socialism to a hockey podcast? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. We, 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 All right. we can't even spell those things. Oh, God. Well, that's not true. That- now, look, we've <laughs> talked about this before, but two of our, our personal favorite hockey writers are probably Dave Lozo and Greg Wyshynski. Of course. Both of whom who formed the Puck Soup duo, which we're big fans of. And we're bringing this up because each of them actually, in this particular instance, like John and I, they share a very different point of view on the whole Olympic saga, which I found quite compelling given how frequently they agree on big issues. So Wyshynski's of the belief that our hate should be firmly focused on the IOC and he's probably right, because after all, like FIFA and like the NCAA, they are a bunch of corrupt scumbags. Correct. Uh, and then Lozo, on the other hand, he has his eye firmly focused on the NHL 
and he believed they could have done something to make it happen. So, because John and I like sitting on the fence, we're going to say we think both of them have valid points and we're going to try and look at it from a more stand back and analyse the whole thing point of view. Yeah, and it's funny that we kind of um, fit the bill in terms of the... The, the, the two conversations, so to speak, because I think that, that the NHL um, are, are mostly at fault, but I also think that it's a it's it's very much a a, a, a kind of a three way Mexican standoff, like you know the three hired guns standing middle of town at noon sort of thing. Who's going to move first? And I feel like that there's there's definitely more to this story that's going to unfold over the next um, ever the next year. But at, at the moment, I feel like everyone's just kind of started the poker game and it's going to be a long burn. You know what I mean? We're in for a I, long ride. I like where we're both going with our analogies. Cause you said Mexican standoff. Whereas I was going to reference the classic should have won an Oscar masterpiece baseball and simply say, <laughs> it really took everybody working together to fuck this one up. Pretty much. Like it's, it's, it's a comedy of errors, but like not a good one. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I actually find it quite embarrassing as a fan of the sport because everybody who knows me and talks to me knows how much I love the game and more often than not, that's where conversation turns. But, you know, you talk to your basketball-loving friends and they're like, oh, you know, the Olympics was awesome. We saw the best of the best competing for their countries. That was great. The World Championship of Baseball was just fantastic. Um, you know, and anyone else who follows the sport where they compete at an international level Hockey is the only one where there is so much drama just to get those involved oh, there. It's actually kind of embarrassing because is. people are like, well, what's going on? Can you explain why they're not going? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, well, no, the not players really. union are kind of like, spineless and the league are kind of stupid and the International Olympic Committee are a bunch of crooks. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's, it, that's basically it. Like the IOC are like, yo, give us some cash. And the NHL's like, well, no. And then the NHL like players association's like, just somebody pay them. Pay them, somebody, because we're not going to. Um, I actually find it mental, though, that there's so much short, not, short-sightedness not here. And I'll, I'll tell you a personal all story. So in, 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 2014, in, in 2014, the, the America versus Russia game where TJ Oshie became TJ Soshi. Yeah, I can clearly remember where I was that night. I'd been out at a show. We went back to my best friend's house. After the show, there was about 15 of us there having drinks and hanging out. My alarm went off on my phone saying, don't forget the game's on. And I watched the game at this house, right? I was the only person there that's a hockey fan. And by the end of the game, everybody else there was crowded around the TV with me, watching, screaming for America to win. They don't know the rules. They don't know anything about the sport. They were just like, holy fuck, what a spectacle. And now they're going to deny us of a follow-up spectacle. Like, the ability that the Olympics has to gift your sport of choice to absolute normies that don't know anything about it is unparalleled and they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, just just missing the opportunity is just so so short-sighted. And this, and you're right, absolute normies, no one who's ever seen the sport. I mean, let's be honest, it's the most televised sport, the sporting event in the world. Like, Winter Olympics is televised everywhere. The Summer Olympics is televised everywhere. Like, what the hell? Like, how are they even missing this? It's just ridiculous. And you and I both know the IOC have the ability to print money every two years. That's what they do. They have have winter, summer, winter, summer, winter, summer. And all they do is take fat bribes from the the host cities in order to get the games in those cities. Like, they're obviously... They are definitely the the villain at the end of the movie who, who was in the final fight scene. It's just... It's so incredible that they can just keep on getting away with it. 
Um, Here's the thing, though. I don't know if it's that simple, and I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you because I was going to say, like you said, they print money hand over fist. Hand over the fist. TV income, branding, merchandising, the funding you get from other pro leagues, the fees paid by host cities, the money you get from other countries just from them bidding. However, however, they dug their heels in quite early on. It seems they made their stance known. They said that we are not going to fund the insurance premiums on your players' contracts, and we're not going to fund this, and we're not going to fund that. Essentially, they're saying you need to deliver themselves, and they're nothing if not straight up about it because they they were quite transparent. They said this is our stance. Oh, so they wanted say, to flex, they wanted honest. to make the NHL bend over. My problem is we all know the IOC are fucked. They've always been fucked, and they're always going to be fucked. My problem is, is that the NHL, the owners and the, and the commissioner should have said, you know what, we knew this is what they were going to do. We know it's coming. Perhaps we need to collectively take a short-term financial hit to make this happen because long-term it's going to pay off 10, 20, 30-fold. Well, I mean, that's that's the perfect segue to look at, I guess, what the NHL have done or how they've completely messed this one up because let's be honest, like if you're looking from top down, you've got obviously Al Dickerino, uh, Gary Bettman at the top who has literally made... A complete meal of this, like, like you said, they they've not willing to take the financial hit. Like they've got a real opportunity there. That how can you not let your players compete in the the world championships? That every single player grows up thinking, I want to play in the Olympics, and I want to be an Olympian. Yeah, and they're denying them that. And I mean, the World Cup of Hockey was great. It was one of like obviously it was a great spectacle, and everyone loved it. But I think you'll find a lot of the players would say. It's not the Olympics, though. And here's the thing, too. We may be a little closer to it as, as Australians, so I'd actually like to hear some feedback from our American listeners via whatever social channels easiest for you. Because we're a part of the Commonwealth, we don't just compete in the Olympics. We obviously do the Commonwealth Games as well. So we are very much... We're raised on this very formalised, rigid international competition. Winter Games, Summer Games, Commonwealth Games... Like, it doesn't matter what year it is. Three out of four of them, there's pretty much an international competition going on. Pretty much. We're, um, we're spoiled, right? So, so we, we, yeah, we are spoiled. But we do feel, I, I don't know if it's something I feel as passionately about as I used to, but definitely growing up, like I can remember school projects, it was about the Olympics. Yeah. Everything was about the Olympics. And I'm assuming Canada's the same again as a member of the Commonwealth. So like I said, I'd like to hear from American listeners to see what they think. Yeah, man, totally. Because we, we, we get a lot... It's always Commonwealth Games. It's always, but I, I feel like this is the only winter, um, I guess, celebration, so to speak. We don't really get that. Um, yeah, it's true, true. It's true, and I, I've, everything's the summer. The summer sports, you know, the athletics, um, all the field events, etc. And cycling, obviously. I feel like um, uh, this is probably hockey's like you know time to shine on the world stage, and they're kind of blowing it hard. And the NHL well, here's, here's the thing. Hockey's the only team sport at the Winter Olympics. Everything else is an individual event. So you're actually in a better position because at the Summer Games, there's a number of team sports. Like, straight away, there's a marketing hook for you right there if you are the people at the AAHF and the NHL. You go, we are the only team sport at the Winter Games. Our sport embodies teamwork and camaraderie and working together more than any other code being represented at this event. I'm just surprised that they don't see the marketing opportunity. Like, why don't they just re-divert some of their obviously well-spent marketing cash (laughs) 
man. Oh, you mean that? You mean their social media budget where they keep putting fanatics ads into everything? It's like, guys, I get it. I know where to buy a fucking beanie from. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I I I understand how to buy a pennant online. Fucking stop it. Um, well, here's, here's one for you, right? I was I was umming and ahhing about including this as a reference, but I'm going to go with it because it's a little cheesy, but I think it's valid. The 1980 Miracle on Ice team is one of the most legendary stories, not just in hockey, but in sports, right? Yep. Everyone knows it. Or, and they, Every, everybody knows it. Everybody knows the Jubilee of the Miracles call. And each of the young men who was on that team benefited from their performance on that team. Like, I'm not talking LeBron James levels of international stardom, but they've Huge, got roles right? with NHL clubs and major colleges. Like, if you don't believe me, Rewatch the end credits of the film where it runs through what all of those players did. They're either working as scouts or coaches or they're working at Division One prestigious colleges or they leveraged their fame to become very successful financially in the, in the business community. Like a bunch of them are, you know, stockbrokers and hedge fund dudes and everybody involved in that went on to experience great success and you would have to attribute some of that to their public profile. So what you're saying is everybody wins. Let me throw this at you then. So say you're an underperforming team in the NHL. Say... What, uh, what do you mean underperforming? Do you mean on the ice or attendance-wise? Uh, both, because they're both obviously linked. So if I'm looking at Carolina, Arizona, Florida, maybe even Anaheim, maybe even a team who's looking to be slumping. I mean, even Vancouver's on the slump now. Say, say, yeah. your, say your attendance is dwindling. Say your team's not playing very well. Say all of a sudden... The NHL has played. The NHL caliber has played in the, on the world stage. All of a sudden, you've got Team North America killing it. Um, you've got the the Russian-born players killing it. You've got everyone who it basically just creates this melting pot of excitement about the sport. And then all of a sudden, everybody, and that includes um, players that come from legit legit medal threat teams who come from winning teams. All of a sudden, everything gets better straight away. Like, so that means your attendance goes up because oh, I saw this dude in the Olympics. Oh, he plays on this team. It's in my town. I'm going. Um, well, there are no, I think you're you're 100 right. There are no losers. And I mean, look, the, the obvious new example now: Austin Matthews, oh, totally. Mexican American kid from Phoenix, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year. He's probably going to lead his Leafs into the playoffs, which is the league's most famous franchise. Him in a red, white, and blue jersey meddling at the Olympics. And let's be honest, the Americans are probably a very good chance for a medal. More on that later. Yeah, man. You don't think that would spike interest in non-traditional markets? Like, I'm the NHL's marketing department. Austin Matthews is on everything. He is on cereal boxes. He's getting fucking bobbleheads at every arena action figures. There's the the Austin Matthews Street Hockey League gets opened in Arizona and in other non-traditional markets. Like, in the same way that when Gretzky went to the went to the Kings, hockey blew up in California. You leverage an international win from an Austin Matthews type. You leverage that into booming in the next area that you want to break into. Dude, absolutely. But on the flip side, now you've got players who are of the Austin Matthews. You know, between the 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 nineteen and twenty three in that age bracket, where they've grown up and yeah. all their heroes are all their heroes are Olympians. They're looking at the players who are on their teams who are Olympians, who are the leaders, who are telling them every day, you know, I'm an Olympian, you need to listen to me, I I, I will lead you, I'll tell you the right things to do. They are now stripped of that opportunity for four years, straight off the bat. So that that dream that they've had since they were like 11, I want to play in the Olympics, I want to be an American superstar, gone, straight away. So Matthews, off the book, that's all done. Bye-bye, bye-bye, marking opportunities, gone. You segued very well into what I was going to say then. So... 
the next point we should probably discuss is the NHL Players Association and their role in the whole thing. But <laughs> what I take what I take from what you're saying is that you've robbed these guys of the ability to play on the international stage. You think, you know, they're good company men and they're going to toe the line and they're going to publicly say, yep, I get it, but they're going to back pocket that. And when it comes to the next CBA, they all dig in and go, right, fuck you, this is what we want. And they're building it in. You reckon that's what's going to happen? I'm, I'm assuming that's what I'm taking from your statement. Yeah, I, I just feel like the problem is with the NHL and the NHLPA, it's essentially three, it's like two three-year-olds screaming at each other and who, and basically whoever's got the loudest voice wins. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's totally it's 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 just like totally non-coherent screaming, and it it's the CB like we're obviously leading to another lockout. Like that's just how it is, right? And the NHL yep. are obviously preempting that with, well, we're not sending you because we're going to save ourselves some cash for the inevitable lockout. Um, and well, they, they and they tried to use that as a bargaining tool, if you remember. They said we will support the, the trip to the Olympics if you extend the existing CBA yep. brackage, which sucks us by another two years. And, you know, the, the one the one he, uh, praise that I will heap on the Players Association is they said, no, jam it, we're not doing that. We're not extending this CBA in exchange for Olympic participation. And I'm glad they did that. But as fans, you should all know and be prepared for another lockout. And it's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely, like, man. And that's why I'm cut at the NHL for using that and even dangling that carrot um, to, to try and squeeze the players a little more. And that's that's where that's where my hatred lies in this. I feel like whilst I'm not, I don't think the NHL are completely um, not to blame here. I, I still feel like, I still feel like the NHL, the, the NHL, the league at large, has really they've tried to squeeze as much out, and they're like, you know what? We know you want to play at the Olympi- at the Olympics, but we're going to try and squeeze you on this because we we know you want it, and so we're going to try and extend it. And I think the extension like term was insane, like three years or something. Um, it was two. It was two more years. It was yeah. two more years. So, so I mean, I guess all right. If we were to rank our villains, right? Yeah, man. I came into this conversation saying I had the IOC as number one. Yeah. I reckon if I step back and I just say I've made my peace, like in the same way that we know FIFA and the NCAA are a bunch of corrupt scumbags, <laughs> we just have to accept that the IOC are a bunch yeah, yeah. of corrupt scumbags. In well, which case, I think it's a let's, insta- let's install the NHL as the number one bad guy slash villain in the scenario. IOC into number two. I don't see the NHL Players Association as being bad guys. I just think they're a bit dense and it kind of seems like they're being represented by Lionel Hutt. Yeah, they're like, like the bumbling... You need a new legal team, guys. Yeah, they're just bumbling idiots. Like, I, I've absolutely, right? And I feel like the, the NHL, they, they, they really... They hold all the cards because they hold the player contracts. They hold the money. They essentially know that they're coming into a, another season where they're going to have no hockey or at least a reduced season, which reduces their ability to make money to increase their market share and so in order to to i guess lessen the blow they're not going to allow their players to compete i can see why they're doing it i'm not happy about it and as fans we should all be super cut about it doesn't that just blow your mind though that football and baseball and basketball are so far ahead of them in the big four sports and i mean even the ufc is ahead of the nhl they should be doing everything they can to make up market share to make up ground, to further endear themselves as a league to fans, both old and new. And they just keep making decisions which tells the fan base, yeah, we don't care about you. And we're fucking suckers because we keep coming back. We keep paying our subscriptions. We keep buying our jerseys because we love it. 
they prey on the fact that we love it and they know they've got the best product and that they could bend us over and make us grab our ankles and we will fucking come back for more every day of the week. Every day of the week. And I mean, that, yes, that's upsetting, but I, I think that they just, they know what their opportunities are and they, they continually choose to ignore good advice. Like you can, I know that there's like, 14 legends in the marketing department and they're thinking the same things we are, right? They're thinking, we need to be leveraging this. We need to be leveraging that. And then they go to the meeting, they go to the meetings with the big wigs and the guys are like, yeah, but we're going into a lockout. So we'd rather save our cash for like 2020. So just come back with something better. And like the marketing dudes are like, but that, that is better. This is the best idea we've got. And they're like, all right, you're all fired. I'm going to go hire 19 interns. Bye-bye. Well, I mean, if we want to look at the positives, the next time a lockout rolls around, we just get AHL and NCAA subscribe. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to become a diehard Toledo Walleye fan. Yeah, fuck it. I, you know what? I feel like um, I feel like the the um, the moose uh, really needs some. We need to at least buy a uni at least. Oh, the Man- the, the Manitoba moose. Manitoba moose. Oh my god! Is that your is that your AHL team of choice? Is it? No, my AHL team's Hershey Bears, obviously, but. But you're just down to get a moose jersey. I'm down to get a moose jersey. Well, I'll get. You know what? I've I've got a Walleyes tee. No, no, I've got a Tar Hens tee. It's like the the yeah, baseball team for Toledo. No, no, it's a Mud Hens. Mud Hens. Thank tea. you. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Fanatics. What do you do? But, <laughs> hey, all right. So you get some additional <laughs> points on this to go over then, and we'll do right. these as quick shots. All right. So they, these are the the you're not so shit hits. Mark two. Mark two. All right. We want to keep these under thirty seconds. I'm going to hit you with them. You answer them. Right, Players done. like Ovi have said they're going to go regardless, and Capitals owner Ted Leonos has endorsed this. He has. Is he publicly endorsing it, and he's actually serious, or is he just saying that to look like a good guy, knowing that the league will squash it anyway? Go. He's master chess. He's chess mastering it. He's sitting in the background, going, "I know what's happening anyway. I'm going to look like a good guy. Suck me off." That's what he's doing. Second point. All right. Braden Holtby has said. Second that point. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to hit these to you because Ooh, wow. I like your answers because a lot of this involves your players. Yeah, well, almost all of them are caps related because we're yeah. the only team that said because all of the you, players. Yeah, can you're go. the team that's out the front of it. <laughs> so, all right. Braden Holtby, he said that even with Ted's blessing, he wouldn't abandon his team. Is that a thinly veiled swipe at Ovi and his willingness to abandon the Capitals? And is there locker room beef? And will that contribute to you not winning the Cup? Go. Nah, Holby's just a legend, and he's just saying that he doesn't want to leave the team. He's, he's That's the same line he used a couple of years ago. Same thing. Move on. Nah, you know what? Beef. Uh, the team <laughs> could legally punish Ovi if he did bail for the games, but we're not confident they would. Do you think the team would punish Ovi, or the league would punish Ovi, or do you think they would instead try and punish the team? So what I'm saying is, Who's Gary Gettman's not <laughs> going to find Alexander Ovechkin but he might turn around to the Capitals and say, I'm not giving you your draft picks next year. So what you're really asking is, who's getting detention for getting caught smoking at lunchtime? And I think, Correct. I think the answer is everyone. Um, so the team will... So I'll, I'll rank it this way. The team will get fined. Um, Ovi will leave and he'll go to the KHL where he can make similar cash and he'll play in the Olympics anyway. Bang. Okay. All right. What about this one? We're going to use the San Jose Sharks as an example. In. They could realistically lose in an Olympic year. They could lose Podolsky, Burns, Thornton, Jones, Kachua, and maybe even Paul Martin these days. Yep. All right. How many wins do you think they're getting in a three-week period missing Podolsky, Jones, Thornton, Jones, Kachua, and Martin? Four. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. So oh, the same well, could be said for other Olympic heavy teams. So the yeah. Hawks could lose Taves, Kane, Crawford, Keith, Hosa, and Panarin. The Bruins could lose Chara, Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, and Rask. 
the Caps could obviously lose half their squad. Yeah, man. Um, it's terrible. Like it's terrible. Like the the three week period and and camps on the math, and it is exactly three weeks, including travel and, and training camp. That that three weeks is essentially the most dog shit. Um, it's essentially the AA. Everyone who's in a contention spot calls up the AHL um, because let's be honest, every like if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you're playing the AHL anyway. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, it, it's just a rough period, and it, all it does is damage the league's image again. What they need to do is be planning for a three-week shutdown. Like, come on. Well, here's one for you then, and I'm surprised no one else has brought this up because we're far from intelligent. So if they needed to shut down the NHL for three weeks, right, at the moment, so this season is the season that they trialed that mandated everybody had a bye week, right, and they rotated it and it was at different times yeah, and it, it resulted well. in different parts of the schedules being compressed. Couldn't you give everybody the same mandated bye week, so there's seven days, you start the season five days earlier, that takes you to 12 days, and then wait for it in Olympic years, you don't run the All-Star weekend and there's an additional five days. You're nearly there. Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty much it. Well, how many do you, you need? Essentially, you probably need about 20 days all up, um, including... Charlie. All up, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense to, to drop to drop the All-Star weekend in in, in an Olympic year. I feel like that they, they they need fucking... Fuck it, how, how nerdy are we? They need an Olympic year process um, to get it done. My God. Um, but it, it's, I know. It, it's, but that's what they need. Like, they actually need to go, well... Realistically, all the players want to, all the Olympic level players want to play. What do we do? The fans want this. The fan, I guarantee you, if you sat down with any fan, we could fucking vox pop any anyone on our Instagram, and if we said Olympics or All Star Weekend, every single person would say Olympics any day of the week. I'm telling you now. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The NHL is not the NBA, right? The All Star Game, the viewership isn't that mental. No. It's not going to fucking break your back financially if you don't run it in an Olympic year. Yeah, simple. Three out of four isn't bad, right? For a product that is, let's let's be honest. Is if I'm if I'm to rank it out of ten, it's probably a solid six and a half. I didn't even watch Here's it this, this year. Yeah, I have fun watching it, but if I didn't watch it, I'd be, I wouldn't care. No, man, I, I watched the skills comp. I didn't give a fuck about the actual game. I didn't even watch it this year. Like, I mean, I watched the highlights. I didn't actually watch yeah. the game. Do you know what I mean? All right. Well, well, here's one for you, and this is a comment, not a question, to wrap it up. Yeah, man. All I, all I wanted to see out of this process is the United front from the players. Like, on, in the left hand, you've got Rogue Ovi saying, fuck it, I'm going. Yeah, man. And then on the other hand, you've got the Blackhawks going, we love the leader, and saying, and just being, you know, basically saying, yep, this is cool, we're totally cool with the decision. At the end of the day, have you boys heard of a webinar? Get everybody who plays in the league into a fucking web conference and settle on a united public front. Oh, consistent messaging. I don't care if you disagree behind closed doors. Just have a united front publicly. How about a consistent message from all the players? Like, it's not that hard. And how shit are we? We've gotten to our point this point in time where we're like, you know what? Consistent messaging. Sort your shit out, NHL. Like... Not wrong, though. I feel like as IT nerds, we've probably got a lot of value to add to the NHL's process adherence and the maturation of their communications processes. Oh, man, absolutely. Like, we we, you know, we should be running the NHLPA because, let's be honest, first, <laughs> first thing that we would do is we would have a, a like an all-in meeting, right? Everybody, this is our line. You don't like it? Get the fuck out. Next. Next, at the first meeting we have with the NHL would be, we want to go to the Olympics. What can we do to make it happen? First thing off the table is your shit bargaining agreement. Next. And go. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. I fuck. I love being an armchair GM. It's so much fun. So good. Monday GM hey. is the best. Well, and guess what? If you thought we'd already waffled and ranted people, oh <laughs> my god, there is some more <laughs> waffling for you because I called I called John earlier today, and I'm like, you know who the real loser in this entire disaster is? Who is it, John? It's Team USA, man. And let me tell you, being an American hockey fan coming into the Olympics is pretty rough. Like, you don't get to see any of your legends who are poised and ready to go to tear it up this season. Like, this this Olympic year is your year based on your potential yeah. roster. It is, it's, well, your, I, it's yours I, I to win. I just think they made such a fucking public embarrassment of themselves with the 2016 World Cup. Correct. That tw- 2018... You know, like in the same way this season, obviously Tom Brady started the year with a four-game suspension from Deflate Gate, and they were like, this is his revenge tour. Yeah. You don't want Brady playing angry. And he came back and he murdered everybody. I, I, I agree. I, I, I feel like I, I the feel turnaround. Like negative press from the 2016 world. America could have run with it. That was they, they could have they could have channeled that into their team and said, We were humiliated last time. Let's get out there and let's win a fucking medal. Yeah, I have a feeling that, and it would either be gold or silver. I have a feeling that there's so many legends who are young, ready to go, and they've got some great storylines. Like, let's let let us just do it real quick. Let's rip through the roster of, of, of let's do right. a projected roster and, and of what we, we would think. And we should preface this by saying so I went through the Team North America 2016 roster and pulled the American players out. I went through the Team USA 2016 World's roster. And then I went through a list of all current active US-born players in the NHL to plug the gaps that I thought needed to be plugged. And here's what we came up with. So, John, up forward, who have we got? Eichel, easy. Godero, your, beer, your, your boy Matthews, who was obviously... Your, Did you say Godero? Godero, Godero, Godero. Duh. Goudreau. Yeah. Fucking get, get your pronunciation right, mate. You bet you're embarrassing yourself. My God. Vincent Trocek nailed it. Patrick Kane. Uh, Max Pacioretty. Um, Big Pav. Phil Kessel. Cam Atkinson. Ryan Kessler. Tyler Johnson. Brown, Brandon Sarder. And, of course, Blake, Blake Wheeler, who's a multi, um, multi-Olympic... Um, Multi-positional well. player. But he, he's been in the Olympics twice, I'm pretty sure. And I think he's got a couple medals. Now, I actually think at the back end is where Team USA could really make its mark because I think they're spoiled for choice. Like, I settled on our seven defensemen as Shane Gosses, Pierre, Keith Yandel, Cam Fowler, Ryan Suda, Dustin Bufflin, Zach Wierenski, and Kevin Shattenkirk. But there is... Shattenkirk. Correct. But you can make an <laughs> argument to put in Jacob Truber, Jacob Slavin, Seth Jones, and Paul Martin as well, yeah, depending so, on what you want out of your defensive pairings. Well, yeah, exactly. And there's there's a lot of choice there. And if we're to look at the goalies real quick, you've obviously got Matt Murray and Ben Bishop starting, but then you have you can look at Gibbo as well. But your special mention, mentions are Craig Anderson and Corey Schneider, who was a goalie last year. So yeah, that's so crazy. I think they're spoiled for choice again. There's a lot more depth than there's been in the last few years for sure. And I they're gave a, a little tink with team. the line combos earlier. Dude, Look, they're, they're you could you could run, team. you could run. So going going left to right, top to bottom, you could go Pacioretty, Pavelski, Kane is your top line. Yeah. You could draw Matthews, Kessel, Sard, Eichel, Atkinson. I like Atkinson and Sard sharing a line again as well. Yeah, love um, it. Tyler Johnson, Kessler, and Trocheck, and then up back you could go Suter and Yandel, Bufflin and the Ghost Bear. And Fowler and Shattenkirk. Yeah, and then you obviously Fuck, start, dude, that's you start Murray team. and then you swap with Bishop. And it's, I think that's a solid team. That's like a PlayStation team right there. And that's that is something that this is this is what we're gonna miss out on. We're gonna miss out on seeing this happen 
and that upsets me. I'm an Australian, and I'm saying that on behalf of the Americans, and I always root for the Canadians um, or well, the Swedes. Here's the thing. As, the thing. as Australians, I also think we've got a certain level of bias and kind of auto-cheer for Team USA because you and I, like dudes our age, we grew up watching the dream team for basketball and you were like, of course, you know, I love this whole concept. Yeah, and so we just and as, as, as kids, we were raised on the Mighty Ducks. So yeah, Team USA. Yeah, like, so you're it's, it's always going to have a soft spot for Team USA. Exactly. I always kind of, I always pitch my tent in the in the Swedes and, and the Canadians fans uh, in there. I, I always like them better. I don't know why. I, mean, I, I guess because I'm so used to watching like half of Team Sweden play on the Capitals uh, squad. Because um, well, obviously, well, here's the thing, here's the thing I like. It's hockey's the only sport, pretty much, right? Yeah, man. Where America, where America could be considered the underdog. Yeah, because there's so many Euro teams that are just out of control. Oh, and in Canada. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm, ex- I would be excited to see this team play against the Canadian, the, the Canadians' current team, and then the Russians' current team, which is out of control. Well, I don't even cheer for a particular team at the Olympics or Worlds. I just cheer for good hockey because you pretty much get it with any game. That's that's the good thing. Oh, dude, you're, we are locked in. And that's the thing. That's why I'm so cut. And the, th- this is the number one thing. I'm upset because we don't get to see this potential team suit up against all the current squads, which have, I think, I would suggest that the, the current crop has increased over the last couple of years, I, I, since last Olympics, and I think we're only going to see really good things. And if the players go, I reckon it's going to be like one of the best Olympics ever. Um, I, I feel like we're, we're as fans are totally being butt fucked here. Like, is this is this is a complete downside? Like, nobody wins. Do you know what? Do, do you know what I will say? There's one potential glitch in the matrix we haven't discussed. What's that? If the NHL isn't allowed to send players, America and Canada could see a very very good teams. Built purely out of NCAA players. Yeah, NCAA um, sub minus yeah sub pro teams, and then obviously uh, um, your non two way um, AHL players. So, I mean, all is not lost, absolutely, and I think that that would make for interesting hockey, regardless. Um, but I mean, I, I still feel like they'd probably get overpowered in the end by by Russia and probably Sweden in the end. But that being said, it'd still be unreal to watch, and we get to be able to see these kids on the on the world stage as well so either way that is you're right it's a good story but i still think that um everyone's going to miss out on seeing their heroes play and that's that's sad man do you know who this opens the floodgates up for maybe this means reed duke as in reed duke of the vegas golden knights uh, AKA he can still represent america or he canada could. or whoever he plays for and reed duke becomes an international success story and he becomes the marketing powerhouse that vegas needs Fuck yeah, Reed Duke. While I dig your optimism, I think it's wildly, wildly out there and it's not going to happen. But I still dig your optimism, Cam. Like, good on you for thinking outside the box. Look, I'm an excitable guy. There's no chance of it happening. We no chance. That. We know that. Just fucking let the boys play, man. <laughs> let the boys play. Yeah. Hey, let's, yeah, let's give boys. out some awards before we wrap it up because I feel like we're, we're nearing the end of our runtime for this evening. Uh, man, we're killing it. We're well over an hour. So for those of you who wanted longer shows, get around us. Yeah, that's what we deliver here at Holy Punk. Length, not girth. Length. Yeah, well, or about length. Well, you know, we rare we get both, let's be honest. Anyway, the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week, is goes to your boy, Henrik Zetterberg. What a beard. Take a bow. Um, after spilling a fan's beer during warm-ups, what happened, Cam? 
Well, he basically hit hit the glass with a stray puck, and um, bang! Old mate, old mate had his beer resting on the ledge, and he knocked it over. So, what does Henrik do? Gives him Sons a free stick and gives it to him. Oh. Like if I knocked a dude's build beer over because he was resting it in my workspace, I'd be saying, "Well, suck shit, get out of my workspace." But what does Henrik right. do? No, nah, gives him a free stick. stick. Ah, feels, man. What an absolute legend. You'd be like, get out of my way, nerd. Uh, Now, I've taken the liberty of renaming the second award because I feel the Bone Crusher has reached its natural conclusion and it has now been replaced with the Wayne Simmons Soul Destroyer of the Week. Ah, yes. As as we lead into the playoffs that the Flyers will not be participating in, it feels just and fitting to to rename the award. Yeah, well, also, I mean, the fact that the Flyers aren't making the playoffs in now, we've given them a award. I think that in itself is quite soul-destroying for everyone in Philadelphia. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what I'm hanging for on a side note? Our award what? show at the end of the year. I'm fucking so keen on that. We're have, gonna actually... have we declared on air what we're going to do? No, actually, you know what? I'll wait till, we'll wait till the awards and then we'll do it. Then we'll do it. All right, all right. So with the, with the Wayne Simmons Soul Destroyer Award, the first time we're giving it out, the lucky recipient's actually going to be Josh Manson. Yeah! Uh, who felled, he felled Flames captain Mark Giordano with one of the cleanest uppercuts I've seen in recent memory. Like, you can see that Gio was cooked post-punch, and rumor has it that Josh Manson's already been offered a role in the next Rock movie, playing character <laughs> hard-ass number one. Yeah, hard-ass number one, a.k.a. the dude who dies in the first three minutes. Someone made a really good comment on our Instagram today because Manson had already won the fight and Gio looked like he was falling to his knees and Manson's pulled him back up to belt him again and the dude's (laughs) commented and said, yep, you can see Manson's like, no, I'm not done with you yet. He picked him up and fucking flogged him again. (laughs) You're not done, son. Oh my God. Speaking of not being done, um, or rather speaking of being done, anyway, um, Andrew Shaw, she bag of the week goes to... Who is it? It's Gio! Again! The captain, yes, the captain of the Calgary Flames, um, thought it was appropriate to deliver a late knee-on-knee hit to, to, to the Ducks' blue liner, Cam Fowler, which has lent, lent him, that's right, out. Um, and he's going to miss some time um, to the upcoming postseason because of that now injury, which he'll have to potentially get surgery on. Not cool, uh, man. Well, it's, it's yet to be determined. I think he may be able to avoid surgery. They haven't Ooh. still fully divulged what the extent of it is, and... Given that it's the playoffs, he might play through it, but it's certainly not certainly cool. a piece of shit maneuver that you wouldn't expect from a captain, by the way. Or Geo. I always, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm starting to turn the corner on the Flames, man. I, I, I feel like my Jerome um, luster is starting to to fade because I've always had a soft spot because of our boy Jerome, and it's just no. Like, but I, I still really like Sterling, and I like the chalk, and I like um, who else do I like from the Flames? Yeah, that's probably about that's probably it, it. I was really. going to say, that's about it. Oh, no, I, I, I like Chad Johnson. Yeah, Chad Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll back I don't, you I don't on like Chad Dougie Johnson. Hamilton because he still looks like Ronald McDonald. Yeah, he's a sack of shit, isn't he? Holy hell. Anyway, <laughs> to, to, con- to conclude the show this year, I guess to announce what we're going to do with the, the end of year show, uh, we're going we're gonna to do uh, some awards, but we're going to do the Holy Puck Awards. We're actually going to be delivering uh, actual... <laughs> physically doing physically it. Physically delivering... Uh, actual participation awards to choice members of the NHL community, um, including coaches, players, uh, particular fans, a couple of people have joined us on the show, Um, actual real-life participation awards that will be laminated in classic grade three style and sent out to the various recipients, uh, a.k.a. John Tortorella. Um, I'm looking at maybe Luke (laughs) Worthington. 
Uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, Alexander Ovechkin. I'm thinking we're definitely going to be sending them the actual uh, participation look, awards. Here's, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to get these templates off what I can only assume is your wife's teaching resources website. So <laughs> congratu- congratulations, you got your pen license certificate templates. We're going to make these certificates. We're going to print them on nice paper. We're going to pay to send them overseas. It's probably going to cost us $100 for this bullshit exercise. Fucking worth 98% it. of them are just going to go straight in the bin. But if one of them Response. gets opened by like a league front office member who actually goes, hey, George, someone sent you like a pen license certificate. Cool. Success. I, 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 you know what? Any chance to big up John Tortorella is a good day in my book. That's just how it is. Do you reckon we open it up to the fans and we take suggestions on who should receive one of these awards? 100%. Well, I'm, I'm looking at at least two categories of fan awards. Um, I'm looking at... Pretend, I, I don't want to classify them as well. I don't want to get locked in, but I'd love to, I'd love to see what you guys out there think. Um, and I'd love to see what you guys come up with in terms of who who gets what and who we actually send this dog sheet awards to. Because let's be honest, we're going to be naming them the most hilarious things, and we will be sending them out. I feel like we should almost send one out to like a couple of Instagrammers as well, just to see what happens. Um, do, you re- do you reckon we can actually send Andrew Shaw a piece of dog shit? Um, dried dog shit. I feel like you could probably get it through customs pretty easily. Do you feel like he'd know it's dog shit or he'd look at it and assume you put a mirror inside an envelope? Uh, I feel like option B is more appropriate, Cam. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, anyway, like, like I'd love to send um, like Gary Bettman one of those like masks that are just like all white with no expression. You know those expressionless like drama masks? I'd love to yeah. like, like paper mache that onto an award or something and send it to him. Like that would be top draw. Because he's so spineless and like he lacks a personality, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see. Look, I see where you're going with it, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get a little nasty, and it's gonna be really hilarious. And um, our end of year award show is gonna be pretty hilarious. We have a few special guests. So it's gonna be crazy. Um, so stay tuned for that post playoffs cam. Love it. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up this evening's show. As you guys know, you can get at us all our socials are on at Holy Puck Podcast website is holypuckpodcast.com there's a few new blogs and articles up there this week uh, we're on all your podcatchers and that's pretty much it keep listening we love it there's more of you listening and uh, we'll keep talking if you keep listening we appreciate it we love it um, next week we have a huge show lined up so stay tuned announcement in the next couple of days it's going to be massive we are no we can we can say who's well we can we can divulge who one of the guests is because we have... we're in the process of locking down a secondary guest that's right so we're, we're working with a couple of international guests at the minute so stay tuned for that but cam who do we have on next week uh we've got a member of the two girls one puck uh roller hockey team from perth coming on the show because we want to talk about you guys might remember that we've been trying to track down a member of this league for months months because we're we are months. mind blown that there's a 600 person street hockey league in perth we think that is some of the coolest shit we've heard of in a very long time. So we're stoked we've finally got, we've tracked someone down to get them on the show and tell us all about it. Um, and obviously there's been a little more attention to that league at because the moment because of- these girls <laughs> rather creatively picked up an endorsement from an adult film entertainment so company for are, their team, which is, uh, we appreciate that level internet. of marketing savvy. We're- what we don't appreciate <laughs> is dudes creeping onto them on fucking Instagram. They say, cut that shit out because they think it's really crap and crap. And so do we. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, good on them for, for thinking outside the box. I mean, if only we could think outside the box, it would probably we'd probably turn this into something quite lucrative. But 
until that day happens, it'll just be you and me talking on the internet. Well, I just don't know if there's anything particularly sassy about either of us that would warrant somebody giving us marketing money from a website like that. Yep, we, we, don't have, we don't have anything to offer. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If we took off our shirts, they'd be like, why are those two fat white dudes got their shirts off? Yeah, exactly. No one's paying money to say that. Nope, not a single person. Well, that's <laughs> been episode 46. It's been crazy. Um, huge, huge show next week. Make sure you tune in. Um, hit us on all of our socials. Cam 46 in the bank. John, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you later. Oh, yeah.